Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to Betches Moms. I'm Brittany. I'm Eileen. And today we are going to talk about a lot of things. Um, right now I'm 31 weeks pregnant. We know that I can't keep track of that. No, you can't. Yeah. But Eileen, so you're, you're 30-ish. You right you're 30-ish. I think I'm 31. I, I told somebody 32 the other day and I was like, that's not right. I told someone I was 31 years old the other day, which was also not right. I also um, don't know how old I am. I don't know if I'm 32 <laughs> or I'm 33. I'm being dead serious. What can you check? <laughs> I was born in 88. So if somebody wants to tell me how old I am, that would be great. Okay. I'm, I was born 89. So I'm, I'm 32, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just the 2020 really just throws us off. So you wait, you're in like single digits of when you're due. I'm having a baby tomorrow. Like get ready for my maternity leave because I'm going to <laughs> labor. But not yet. But not yet. You don't want to go not into yet. labor yet. No, not yet. I say like I want to go into labor, but when it's safe. Yeah. As okay. soon as it's safe. Which is what? 36 weeks. Yes. Well, technically 36, I think, is still considered preemie. 37, I think. Oh, 37. 37 is not preemie. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, no, I'm 22 weeks. Um, and I took a little bit of a baby moon um, last week. For anybody who follows yeah. me, I was very much on vacation. <laughs> um, I was so jealous. Oh, my God. I can't even tell you how nice it felt. <laughs> I was like, I was, I've, I, I talked about this in Diet Stars tomorrow a while ago, but um, it just felt, I just really have been feeling the stress of life. Like, uh, on being pregnant and um, work and <laughs> 10 billion things on top of that. And yeah. I was just like burned out from all sides. Um, and I like vowed, I was like, I'm not going to work. Like I'm not I just zero. Like even anybody who asked me to do anything, I'm just going to, I'll deal with it when I get back. <laughs> and um, I got to say it felt so good. And it was just, I did nothing. It was well, also I know we didn't we didn't talk for like 10 days. So yeah, no, I know. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Um and usually yeah, I'm bothering you. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Um I uh, also took uh, it was also hard for me not to be like, oh hey, did you guys see that? I was like, uh, stay back, stay away from right. Slack. <laughs> right. I had like a no Slack rule. Um, but it felt really, really good. Um and it was just also nice because I was with um my husband and it was like nice to sort of connect and it was like I noticed it like so many different things about like how we were feeling about our pregnancy like that was exciting I was just like my at one point I was in a pool and I was just like holding my stomach and I was like there's a fucking kid in here <laughs> and I was like I literally said to him I was like so you know like that kid that you know we're gonna like have to deal with when they're like 18 or like when they're 30 and like to all the shit that we're dealing with right now, that kid is currently in this pool, <laughs> like yeah. kicking the shit out of me. Yeah. And that is so wild to me because obviously I haven't had one <laughs> before. Yeah. So that was, that was cool. So, so it really gave you time, not just to 
decompress from work, but really for you and Rusty to actually like appreciate the time that you're having together and realizing like what's about to come. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Even though I don't think we realize it, but yeah, <laughs> you won't realize it. Right? Until, like, it, it. You can't, it's not really something you, cause you don't know what to expect and you just won't know what it is until it happens. Yeah, and it's amazing. Right. I mean, no, I'm, I'm totally excited and I definitely like huge changes in like embracing my body too. Like I went in a bikini for the first time. That's amazing. And I was just, it was because up until this point, I've just been wearing sweats like at home. Right. right? And leggings, like literally I've only worn leggings and like really good maternity jeans from Madewell. Everybody shout out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just that was such like a shift of life to to like embrace my body that way. And it was it's so funny because the beginning of the day also Rusty noticed this. He's like, your belly, like, where is your bump in the morning versus the night when I am? Oh, yeah. Nine months pregnant. Yeah. It it, was, there's such a difference. It changes so much. And it's it's great. It's so weird, actually. It's so weird. It's yeah. Like you drink like a bottle of water and then all of a sudden you're huge. Uh-huh. And it just kind of comes down. And I, I noticed like a lot of things like I'm suddenly very hungry sometimes. Like that just happened right before this podcast. Yeah. And then I'll eat and then I'll get like severe heartburn. It's just, uh-huh. so I have to eat slow. It's just like I uh-huh. noticed a lot of things this last week and the kids started kicking more this week. So you're really feeling it now. But yeah. It felt really, I felt it. <laughs> Big things. Big things Big. happening in your pregnancy. You're at it. <laughs> you're definitely at, I feel like 22 weeks is a big turning point where um, with body changes and baby changes, I remember um, at that point in my pregnancy, while I still feel all these things right now, I remember feeling like a lot of the stretching and the muscle aches, like the round ligament pain and all that much more. Yeah, I read also like my feet are supposed to get bigger. Mine didn't. No. like No, I don't think it happens to everyone. I experienced my first swollen feet. Okay. Um, well, you were in it, hot weather. It was hot. Yeah. And I was wearing these like little heeled booty, like shoes. Not yeah. booties. Not wearing booties in the, in the <laughs> like heels. And I took like they had little straps and I took them off, took it off. And like the straps were just like permanently indented in my foot. And I was looking at my toes. They were gigantic. I was like, this <laughs> is so scary. Like to look at my feet like this. Oh, we were just kind of laughing at it. Um, but yeah, like so many different, I'm like, please, no, don't give me those big feet. Over the summer, well, when I was pregnant with Oliver, because I had him in July, I there was like, I guess, a month and a half that I was living at the beach and um, my feet and ankles were so swollen all the time. I literally would post up on a like one of those gravity chairs on the beach and I would yeah. bring ice packs with me. Yeah. And I would just be lying there with ice packs on my feet. Like, <laughs> like I had to raise them because they were so swollen. But I will tell you that after you have the baby, they pump you with so much saline after. This is if you're in a hospital. Okay. Um, they'll pump you with saline after just for to hydrate you and all that. Um, you you get really swollen to the point where my legs were, were so swollen and my ankles were so swollen. And I was texting um, my sister's best friend is a neonatal nurse and she was like asking me, I was like freaking out that like something was wrong. And she was just like, no, like it's normal. It's normal. And so like, 
Yeah. So just letting you know, for anybody listening and for you, Aileen, when your legs and feet <laughs> blow up after you give birth, it's normal. God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, just being in the heat like that was something I was trying to be really conscious of because I love to tan. Um, But, you know, as I get older, you know, skincare is obviously so important. But another factor is like you can't overheat um, while pregnant. So you have to like manage your temperature. Um, My mom kept saying, are you in the shade? (laughs) Like, yes, mom. (laughs) So I would like I would I was in the pool a lot. I was just like kind of or the ocean staying cool as much as I could. But then I would like pop out to get a little tan, which of course, I, I mean, I'm really <laughs> jealous of your color right now. Thank you. <laughs> it's an accomplishment. <laughs> um, but also like thinking about, you know, the sunscreen and what's the pregnancy safe. Mm-hmm. And like I was so in the beginning, I was before I left, I was so stressed about it. I couldn't find any sunscreens. And then I did. And then I Googled the one that I had. And I was like, wait, there's a weird toxic thing in here. I was like, all right, I'd rather just be safe for this week. I'll cover myself and then I'll deal with like the summer when I'm putting on sunscreen constantly to find one that's like mineral and completely that doesn't have any like unsafe things. But so what that, sunscreen did you end up going with? Well, I I, I had like super goop. Yeah. Um, and they say that that's one is fine. But then I like yeah. did, did Googling and, it's and, not. and it said like there's there's st- things to avoid and it had like two of those things. So I was like, who do I trust? <laughs> so so my, I don't know. My entire pregnancy, I used um, baby mineral sunscreen. Okay. Because I was like, okay, if you could put this on a baby, a pregnant woman could wear it. And I just the only, and it's kind of a pain, pain in the ass because you're going to be ghost white. Because oh, it's, the, it's, it's like zinc, zinc yeah. and it does not rub in. I don't know if I would be as as intense about it this pregnancy because I already haven't been as intense with like my makeup and stuff, but I was only using straight up zinc. I think it was like <laughs> Neutrogena, like baby zinc on my whole body and I was so white. Yeah, that's really funny because I was just like, I don't think I could do that on this trip. Yeah. It's like I'm going to be around people. <laughs> so I like... But anyway, I'm I think thinking of myself to, looking like that. <laughs> you have to find like mineral sunscreen is what I realized. I don't it's know. It's mineral so, sunscreen. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I made some mistakes, but whatever. Live and learn. I, at the end of the trip, I was like, you know what? We can't all be heroes. I'll figure it out at the end. <laughs> it's only a week. Um, yeah. But so much. And then also the traveling was scary. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. So like, how did you feel? I know you're now partially vaccinated. Rusty is fully vaccinated. How did you feel about traveling pregnant? But also you do have the vaccine in you. How was that? Yeah. Um, well, technically when this comes out, I'll be fully vaccinated. But but when we're having this conversation, I am half. Yes. Um, I felt, you know, I was definitely really, I was nervous, but we did a lot of things to make sure that like this trip felt I was as safe as possible. Like the resort I, we picked was extremely like secluded. Nobody comes to that place for the day. It was just like, you're staying there. It's like very outdoor-y. Um, and obviously I put on like a lot of, you know, mosquito repellent and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it was very outdoors, like any food, like you mostly ate outside. Um, mm-hmm. And like anytime you did eat indoors, like it was very big, big mm-hmm. rooms. I've been there before, so I knew it was like nice and clean. Um, 
the airport. I oh my god, I packed in a carry on for like nine days, <laughs> um, so that I didn't have to like you know chill in the airport. Um, which wait, was a wait, challenge. You brought only a carry on for nine days. Yeah, it was. That's a feat. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. And honestly, it was amazing because I, at the end of it, I was like, I could have brought less stuff. Like I didn't wear two things. Interesting. And um, it was like a really good lesson in packing because I have, I'm, I'm definitely the one who pays for like you've overpacked. You know, Same. like. Um, so that was amazing. Yeah. Rusty and I did not, we, we had, um, clear, this is not a, this is not a, uh, ad. We went through, just went through security really quickly. I had a hospital N95 and I had a face shield on <laughs> and, um, right. I didn't take it off. Like I didn't really even drink. I, I, we picked a place that's only three, three and a half hour flight, um, so I like stood up through the flight and like to, so that I didn't, you know, get clotty. Um, and the airport was 10 minutes away from the hotel. So it wasn't like I was sitting anywhere. So it was just like, I tried to, to minimize people <laughs> like right. being with people indoors and just minimize the amount of time in my, in the airport. And I wore like the best protection I could for my face and my eyes and, and I got a COVID test before and I got a COVID test. We have, you need one to come back into the country. And mm-hmm. I got one. It was negative and I felt good. And otherwise I would have been stuck in Mexico. But um, <laughs> that would I- not have been good. But <laughs> I feel like based on also I like saw all your pictures. It seemed like you were super secluded. It looked There's gorgeous. Like no one. Yeah. yeah I, fe- I like was thinking the whole time. I was like, I could do this. This looks safe. Yeah. It felt it felt really, really safe. Like anytime the only thing that I didn't feel safe about was leaving like the part where we like ran out of the airport, like praying not to get stopped to get like a random check, which we think God didn't. There's like so many people outside the Cancun airport, like taxi, 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 taxi. And, yes. and but we had a arranged transportation in advance. Um, like one, we only wanted to be the only people in the car, like whatever. Right. I, um, I was just like, sir, can you move faster to like get through <laughs> these people? But again, it was outdoors, but I was yeah. like freaking out. Um, yeah. And how are, when you're there, are people wearing masks or it's not really? Everyone who worked there wore, wore masks literally at all times outside too, which is, which is something I read about in advance to make sure that that was happening. Like I like stalked TripAdvisor Um the people, like the people who didn't wear masks, well, it was all outdoors. So you're just like, you're like lounging on a chair. You go, right. you eat on the chair. <laughs> when you go to dinner, you're like, you're mostly outdoors. Like I didn't. Right. So it was a success. You seem very well rested and tan and yes. so jealous. I just it want was sun. Really nice. Just, yeah. Well, the summer's coming. Yes. And, is. but then again, you were going to have a kid. So this is you. So you'll get a little tanning in. Um, but yeah, yeah it felt all summer. It really just felt good to take a break. To be honest, I didn't really like at the end of it. I was like, honestly, I didn't really care where I was, but it felt so right. good to sort of take a break. So can you tell me updates about what's going on with Oliver? Because I know he changed to his big boy bed. And yeah. so he... Um, He's been really good with it, actually. We had one 
one night where we put him to bed and my husband and I are downstairs at making, making our tea at 730. I'm not kidding. And <laughs> um, grandma shit. legit. And I hear little footsteps and the door open. Oh. I'm like, Noah and I look at each other. We're like, oh my God. And he like comes <laughs> to the foot of the stairs and he's holding his lovey and his dinosaur. Oh. And his loveys actually, it's really funny. His loveys are his halo sleep sacks. He has three of them. <laughs> yeah. And because he was in them for so long, when I had taken them off of him, I in the beginning, I had put them in his crib. So it felt comforting for him. And it just never stopped. Now they're his loveys and he can't sleep without them. Why are they called loveys? So there's, um, there is a blanket that has like the animal stuffed animal head with like the square blanket. And those, they're just called loveys. I don't know. It's this brand Angel Deer. And I don't know if Angel Deer is the only company that calls them loveys, but maybe other companies do too. But I know it's a stuffed animal head and they're really, really soft. And it's on like a little square blanket. Oh, okay. Um, It could be like anything, but it could be anything. But he calls these his loveys because my nephew has like the actual loveys and he has like 10 of them. He and he (laughs) sleeps with all of them at once. Um, So he knows that Zachary calls them loveys. So his halo sleep sacks are his loveys. (laughs) That's really funny. But so he, he, he comes. Yeah. So he comes to the edge of the stairs with his like little sleep sacks and he's like, I don't want to go to sleep right now. And we're like, it doesn't really matter if you want to go to sleep or not. Like it's bedtime. So let's go back in your room. Um, But other than that, like he's really been fine. He, you know, he has this new thing where he wants both Noah and I to read him books at the same time, which like I don't really mind. Um, It's kind of nice, especially now that the baby's coming and like we have like this 20 minutes at night to kind of sit no phones just like reading to him as a family oh yeah that's sweet yeah it's nice and um I actually last night he like made me he's been really good about us just like leaving like he'll be fully awake and he's like all right good night and then in the morning he'll come into our room which is fine because it's like 6 30 in the morning normal hours whatever but last night he just didn't want me to leave his room and I was so tired I just like didn't care and I was laying there and I literally just like watched him fall asleep like he was like he was like an inch away from my face like staring into my eyes it's like almost (laughs) creepy if you were like watching it on the nest we're just like staring into (laughs) each other's eyes and then he just falls (laughs) fell asleep and it was just like the whole time I was like I'm going to remember this moment forever I just feel like it's one of those things where I'm like it's so special like he like he it's it's like the sweetest thing that's so so sweet also just because his face is so cute Oh, he's so cute. He's such a menace, but he's so cute. And, um, but yeah, like uh, honestly, overall, knock on wood, it's been good. I hope it stays that way. Who knows? Does he, first of all, does he know he's cute? Like, does he know he's like oh, an yeah. adorable kid? His <laughs> teachers told me, so we had parent-teacher conferences. His teachers like, he knows he's cute. He knows he's handsome. He knows he's funny. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's the worst. Like, I'm like, I, I... I don't know what's going to happen when he's like 15 <laughs> oh God, or like even like 18, whatever. I'm sorry. Oh I apologize. Um, but he, yeah, he totally knows it. And he's, he like uses it against us so much. <laughs> what does he do? He just like, he'll like stare at us. Like he, like if he wants something, like he'll do that whole, like 
but I want it. And like yeah, goes like, to, like the face. baby voice and like literally gives us, gives us puppy dog eyes where you literally can't say no, <laughs> like exactly what you see in the movies. That's yeah. what he does. And it's impossible <laughs> to say no to that. That's really, really funny. Yeah. He is, but he is an adorable child. <laughs> Great. Now it's time for Dear Betches Moms, and I'm going to read our amazing Dear Betches Moms email. Hi, Aileen and Brittany. I love the podcast so much because I've learned so many interesting things, despite the fact that I am not pregnant nor trying to conceive for a few years. Oh, I love the mom curious. Um, one topic I find very curious is pets and babies. We have two dogs and we really wonder how a baby would fit into that picture. For example, one of our dogs is simply attached to my hip and is my little shadow. I noticed that she definitely gives me a cold shoulder, even when I'm on my period. (laughs) And I have no idea how she would react to me being pregnant, let alone having a whole new little human. I'm super curious about this topic and would love to hear it being discussed on the podcast sincerely dog mom okay so we both have dogs we you both know. have dogs yes um, and this is something i'm stressed about so you have an answer <laughs> yeah aileen has definitely i feel like even before you were pregnant you've brought this up before like from like the day you got sansa you were like how am i supposed to bring a baby home yeah because exactly we treat we know, her like a baby like, yeah like so when we were in the office like sansa was there every day like she's like fully your child yeah <laughs> Um, so I have a dog too, Millie, and she's a little Havanese and we had her for, I think two years before we brought Oliver home and she, we were obsessed with her. And I remember people telling us, cause we were the type of people who were like, well, we need to bring Millie with us. She's been home all day. Like I can't keep her home all day, like, blah, blah, blah. And there were so many people who were like, you wait until you have that baby. This dog is not going to be first priority. I'm like, no, I could never no. do. I could never do that to Millie, my sweet little puppy angel. Exactly. Literally on my trip, we were asking her like, when are we going to see little Santi baby? I uh-huh. can't <laughs> wait to see her. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So then what happens? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like I love Millie so much. She sleeps with me every night and I'm obsessed with her, but it's, a very different level. Like once you have your baby in the house, um, I will say it, there's an adjustment period for your dog. So like one thing that we did with Millie, my brother and sister-in-law took Millie. Um, they picked Millie up when we went to the hospital when I was delivering Oliver. And um, I was told to have the dog to bring home a baby blanket for the dog to smell before you bring the baby home because obviously we know dogs pick up on scents and they want a familiar scent. Yeah. So we did that. I think, um, like a day before his bro, his brother picked up a baby blanket or whatever it was. And, um, we brought the baby home first and then brought the dog in and we really just let her – I actually – what's really funny is I watched this video yesterday, like really randomly, the video of Millie meeting Oliver for the first time. Yeah. And he was laying in his docketot on the couch. And she Millie? was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, so, yeah, Millie. <laughs> Millie, was, <laughs> Millie was laying in the docketot. <laughs> and um, Millie like ran all around. She was sniffing him. She was so interested. But another thing that I've heard and I, you know, 
definitely something to read up on is um, I'm pretty sure like the baby has the mother's scent on them. So the dog is going to feel very protective over the baby because it's going to smell like the mom. And right from the bat, I have so many pictures of Millie just literally laying next to his crib, laying next to his docket top, mm-hmm. like putting her chin like on the rock and play that he was in. Like she wouldn't leave his side. But then as he got older, she would get pissed at us because we were giving him more attention than her. And she would take it out on us in spiteful ways, like peeing and pooping on our rugs, which she still yeah. does. Um, Wait, I remember when you were telling me that, like when it was happening, like it was such a challenge. She yeah. still does that now. She still does it. She goes in phases and it's funny because I, f- I pick up, she starts doing it more when I feel like we're out of the house more. And now that we've, because it's been nicer out, we've been leaving more frequently, maybe to go to the park or soccer or whatever. And I've noticed that she's been doing it more frequently because now she's also used to having us home. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's definitely an adjustment and it is kind of like having a child there that just has to get used to it. Obviously you want to make sure that you have a dog that you trust that isn't going to, you know, put that you're not putting your child in harm's way. Um, but generally speaking from my experience and just speaking to friends who have dogs, they all have kind of the same experience where the dogs do get a little jealous where, where they'll take it out in ways of like ripping things up, peeing and pooping. But generally they want to, they're instinctually, they want to protect the baby because it smells like the mother. Have you read anything that like you're supposed to do to make the, the dog less jealous? Cause I'm worried because I know Sansa is, yeah, she's a, like, She's je- she gets jealous and like if we leave her like for too long like if there's nobody home she'll like spite in spite shit in a, in like a spot yeah. on the carpet yeah so I'm like so fucking scared Ellie was the same that. way so did did you read about anything that you're like supposed to do besides the baby blanket thing to be honest if I did read I don't remember I haven't read anything recently the mm-hmm. one thing that I know was the baby blanket to have the have the dogs smell the baby before they're meeting the baby and and you're supposed to bring the baby in the house first before the dog yeah and I read you're supposed to bring the baby into the house first so you're not like bringing the baby like into where the dog dog like already is so you're not supposed to make them meet outside like you know dogs are supposed to meet outside for the first time that actually, I don't want to say no because I'm not a professional and I don't yeah. know 100% for sure, but that could be something to look to read up on if you're supposed to have them meet outside first because that's actually okay. doesn't gonna, sound wrong. But Okay, I'm going to read. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to do, do research about Sansa and baby before I read. Do any research on what to do when I have a baby. <laughs> More priorities. Um <laughs> But it's it's great though. Like I love so I think it would be way harder to bring a dog into the house after having children because literally if you've had a puppy, you know that that thing is like taking care of it's look, it's not the same thing as taking care of a newborn because I know that people get really sensitive about that too. Um, and it's it's taking care of a newborn is nowhere near the same thing, but a puppy you do have to give a lot of attention to. And um I think 
you know, now I see the bond between Oliver and Millie. He's obsessed with her, like go like constantly like Millie, I love you so much. You're so cute, Millie. I love you. You're my best friend. Yeah. Like like every single day in the morning, all he wants to do is cuddle with her. He's like, I want to pet Millie. She's so soft. I want to pet Millie. Just loves her so much where it makes me even though there's been this like three year period where he kind of just like destroyed her and like (laughs) even now he tackles her like and she just takes it like Millie is a really good dog and just he'll pull her tail and she doesn't do anything about it. I can't say the same for every other dog. Yeah, I was going to say, was there any moments when you were nervous that like she's going to retaliate? No, because, but that's Millie, you know, I can't say that that will be another dog. Like Millie wouldn't, I don't, I'd never seen her snap at anyone or anything. So, you know, her worst offense is that she barks, but she wouldn't, I know she wouldn't hurt Oliver at all. Like, cause he's done horrible things to her (laughs) and she hasn't done anything. So I think also you just, you, you obviously don't want to, like, and I know Sansa's a very sweet dog too. And for the most part, <laughs> I is she like, does she snap at all? She'll snap, yeah, but she'll never hurt any dog. Like, I've never right. seen like, she'll like, oh, you're annoying me. And she'll, like, yeah, snap. yeah, like, but she won't ever hurt like or bite or anything, as far right. as I know. Like, even in the dog park or anything, like, she doesn't like to be annoyed. Right. So, that that's what just kind of makes me nervous. But at the same time, I feel very confident that she won't do like she won't hurt. Yeah. You obviously in the, especially in the beginning, you don't want to leave them alone without seeing like how they're going to react at first. And then kind of at any stage, like once the baby starts crawling and might like pull the dog's tail or whatever, like you want to be there and make sure you see how the dog's going to react and God forbid get in between them if something you yeah. know goes wrong, but you know your dog and you know where you need to stand yeah. your ground with it and maybe place boundaries. Like we actually, um, because the peeing was so bad, we put up, there's like baby um, playpen gates. There's like all mm-hmm. these different kinds. So it's like this plastic playpen gate with his baby mat and for a while, we actually really didn't let her in there. And it was mostly for when we weren't in there because we didn't want her to pee on it. Um, but a lot of times it just got annoying where I didn't really want her around when I was playing with Oliver because it it just became like a game for attention. Yeah. So like that's definitely um, something to consider putting up like a little playpen area that where you could be with the baby and separate yourself from the dog. Okay, that's good advice. Anybody's listening who has good advice or went through anything, please email us yes. moms at betches.com or just like DM us or like DM me personally, please, and give me some advice. Um, yeah. I really love that. Um, but overall, I'm not really that worried, but I'm also slightly worried. So we'll see. It's obviously natural to worry about it, but you'll see, like, you'll, yeah. it'll all fall into place and Sansa will be fine. It'll be an adjustment for her. You will have hiccups with it, but it'll be fine. All right. Well, now it's time for No Mom Guilt presented by Heineken Zero Zero. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. So let's share our No Mom Guilt story of the week. 
This podcast is all about being honest and real about life as a mom. We're also not interested in mom guilt. We do all the stuff that we're worried others will judge us for, but you don't need to feel guilty for any of the shit you do as a mom. So to close out the show, we're going to share a no mom guilt story for the week. Brittany, I know you have one this week. I do. I don't think I'm going to cry this week, though. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so I was and it's I was thinking about this so much in the car yesterday. Um, recently, I've been so snappy with Oliver and I know it's because my hormones, I'm uncomfortable, I'm tired, I can't chase him. He's also at the age where everything is no and he's challenging me on everything and they get smarter and it's increasingly harder to parent them because they know the things to say and to do to just kind of get on your nerves where mm-hmm. it's just it becomes a game. So I realized that a lot of me lashing out on him is my anxiety. And like I've said on past episodes, I've battled anxiety before. I've generalized anxiety disorder. Um, I've been on medication for it before. Like it's definitely something I have to balance. And, um, you know, having a child, it it brings all those things to the surface because you're worrying about them 24-7. So like for instance – the other day we were leaving to go, I don't even know where we were going somewhere. <laughs> and um, my husband was going outside. He was packing the car and I was still inside. I was actually getting stuff ready for Millie. I was getting, we usually put like peanut butter in a Kong for her and like give her food and water, or whatever, before we leave. And um, Oliver kept, because the door didn't shut all the way, Oliver kept opening it and going to like run outside and he was looking at me and he was giving me that eye. Like he knew, he knew he wasn't supposed to do it, but he, he was, was testing you. Yeah. He was completely testing me. And I was like, do not go outside. You have to stay here right now. Daddy is doing something. You have to stay inside. He would not listen to me. And he like runs out and he goes on to, we have like a front. There's like, it's not like sh- straight down. Like there's like, mm-hmm stairs and stuff. But I realized I, I, and I got so angry. I, I lit, I yelled so loud where I felt like the neighbors heard me and I was embarrassed. Right. And I got so mad at him because I went out to get him and then he started like running down the sidewalk. And my anxiety was that he was going to run into the street. Yeah. So that's where my anger came from. My anger wasn't necessarily that he wasn't listening to me. And I recognize, and I, and I thought about this in my head. I was like, wow, I'm like giving myself therapy right now. Yeah. I was going to say, did someone <laughs> tell you this? <laughs> I was literally giving myself therapy. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I, it, I wasn't angry that he didn't listen to me. I was, I had anxiety and my anxiety was coming out in the form of anger. And I yelled at him and I got mad and I grabbed his arm and I, I started apologizing to him because I felt so bad because I don't want him to grow up and be like, oh, my mom yells at me and blah, blah, yeah. blah, which look, I'm sure everybody yells, but at, and it just made me realize that I need to get my anxiety under control because that's what triggers me to yell at him. Yeah. And to kind of, I know I've said in the past episode before to kind of forget what I read about and learn about to like in these, it just sort of takes over lessons. Yeah. It completely takes over. So I just felt so guilty about like how mad I got at him 
and yelling at him, but it was almost a life lesson for me because I realized that I like, I need to stop and understand my anxiety a little bit. Well, first of all, it's amazing that you kind of recognized that for yourself and gave yourself a therapy lesson just to have that self-awareness is like the first step. Do do you think that the next, like the better way to, do you think that there was like after realizing all of this, (laughs) 2020 is about realizing things or 2019. Um, Did you think of like, this would have been a better way to approach the situation? And if so, what would that have been for anybody who's listening, who is dealing with the same thing? You know, I thought about this and it's definitely something I actually wanted to keep in mind for when we do have a therapist on Mm. to really like talk to them about like what would be an alternative because I don't know what that alternative would be. Like how do you get a three-year-old to stop and listen to you when they're running away? Mm -hmm. And like aside from like talking to them, like do you bribe them? Like should I be (laughs) bribing him? Should I be, you know, so – I can't say what would be, and like it's something I do want to find out, like what would be the right thing in that scenario? Because every kid is different and responds to things so differently. Um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, as you bring up like this fear or this anxiety about a kid getting hurt or your kid getting hurt, I feel that to like my bones. I, you, my brother is 10 years younger than me. And so when he was just a little baby or a kid, mm-hmm. I would have like sweat nightmares, like waking up in the middle of the night, like of him almost falling down the stairs. Really? Like just pure fear nightmares. Yeah. And I'm, and, and then it came, that feeling came back to me on my trip. I was in the pool and there were this like little boy who was just like, you could just tell he's like a little fearless. Yeah. Just doesn't give a shit. And he's two, he had three, there three kids, like little siblings the mom mom and dad are just hanging out they're like don't run and obviously the kid's not listening and the kid's like running on the edge and he jumps so close to the corner of this pool and the pool oh my god like after the edge of the pool is like you fall off the fucking edge oh my god (laughs) i'm having severe anxiety i was standing i was just standing there reading my kindle and i this happened so fast that i gasped so loud in like such an embarrassing way i was like i need to walk (laughs) away from this scenario because the parents didn't say anything and i was like i was about to say please stop running (laughs) but i didn't (laughs) obviously it's not my place so i was like i can't watch this happen so i was like now I, it it felt I felt that same like stomach drop feeling, and I just know it's going to be really bad. <laughs> so yeah, maybe this is something we should talk about, like how to deal with that. Um, maybe Definitely. not even a child behaviorist, but not maybe not with what we should help how we should help like how we should talk to the kid but maybe we should deal with our own anxiety about I think that's where it stems from and like stay tuned because we are going to have more conversations about this with like professionals and we're gonna seriously we're gonna learn how to properly deal with that I know yeah it's just like some moms are like oh you just gotta let them fall and I'm like no "No." are you kidding you fall. Well, yesterday, <laughs> My like, chest hurts thinking about it. No, it's there. It's yeah. What what happened? Yes. Oh, yesterday was yesterday. Well, no, yesterday we went to my sister's for my nephew's first birthday, and they have a pool, but there it's closed. There's a cover on it. Yeah. Uh, Oliver ran. He was in the middle of the pool on the cover. Shut up. And but like my whole family freaked out, 
And like, I hear my dad like, Oliver, no. And I, I was like freaked out and I was like, get over here. And then he thought it was funny. Like he was laughing yep. did it again. And I, another, I had another bout of anxiety, anger. And I was yeah. like, if you run onto that pool cover again, we're going home. Or even Noah got mad because he really just was not listening. Yeah. Um, but they just do the wildest shit where you're like, could you not, could you just not do that? Thanks. Yeah, like, please just be sweet in the corner. <laughs> yeah, like you're going to kill me. I just know that I'm going to have I'm a, if I don't have I don't have generalized anxiety disorder right now, like to a degree, I probably do. But I'm going to have it later. <laughs> so maybe we should get that fixed. <laughs> Inevitable as a parent. I know it's happening. Um, anyway, thanks again to Heineken Zero Zero. You know, when you really want to enjoy that happy hour, but also really need to make it to that spin class, you've skipped three times with Heineken Zero Zero. You can high kick that FOMO to the curb. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol free beer. The brewers at Heineken have very kindly removed the alcohol and potential regret, but kept all the good stuff. So it is the taste you love. Now you can enjoy a cold one whenever you want and actually raise the chances of you making it to that spin class slightly. And did we mention it's only 69 calories? So get ready to sweat and give it a try. Pick up a pack of Heineken 00 at your local retailer or get it delivered to your door. Must be 21 or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. So that is it for this episode of Betcha's Moms podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow Betcha's Moms on Instagram and follow us, Brittany at Britt Rich and Aileen, that's me at Aileen. And remember, there are no rules in this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betcha's Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.